Hello and welcome to D Up. As always, this is Louis Valletta. Thank you for taking a seat at my table to talk about the NBA. Today, we're going to talk about Kevin Durant and his decision to play for the Brooklyn Nets instead of the Knicks and why that kills his chance at a legacy and being remembered as better than LeBron. Uh, we're going to talk about Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. We're going to continue with that segment that we we touch on sometimes. We always love to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the rest of the uh, free agency season, NBA. Of course, we always get the newest and, and most uh, fun stuff. So let's start out with Kevin Durant. KD could have had it all. Kevin Durant was is on trajectory to be better than LeBron James. Well, you see, the NBA fans, they only remember the last best guy, and that's LeBron right now. But if you phase it out in the next five years, LeBron on a very slow decline, and LeBron probably won't win another championship. And remember, he's gotten there eight times and I think lost five. You take all of this into account, and we see Kevin Durant and where he could have been, say, with the New York Knicks. And Kevin Durant could have signed with the marquee franchise in the NBA. And I still say it because it's worth the most money and it's at the center of the universe, the Mecca MSG, where small players get more love than even the bigger players in the, in the league. Kevin Durant could have came to New York to the Knicks. And if he won a title with the Knicks, won, we would have put him as NBA fans in the category of Michael Jordan, not only Michael Jordan, but level or above LeBron just with one. Now, we didn't talk about his statistics and how Kevin Durant has improved on defense. See, the fans don't remember 10 years ago. The fans will remember LeBron James in the state that he is now. And we know LeBron doesn't play defense anymore. Just just put on YouTube, even in the, in the playoffs. Watch his defensive uh, execution. He's horrid. He, he expands his energy now on the offensive end. Yes, he passes well. And he sometimes can shoot well. He does everything. Rebounds. But KD has now become a two-way player, which automatically might put him above LeBron at this point. And again, I'll say it for the third time, the fans only remember KD because he came right after, and now KD's on the rise, whereas LeBron is on the decline. And there is no debating that. Now, the injury puts a big hex into things, but I'm talking pre-injury, his his decision, in quotes, to go to Brooklyn. And how that decision has affected him is astronomical. Now, you want to ask me right now, Brooklyn will not win a title. I'll say it again. Brooklyn Nets will not win a title, and that's why KD has cemented his legacy as a lesser than LeBron James. And we all know that I don't like LeBron James. 
I'm not a big fan per se, but I do respect his talent. I put him at number two or number three in the history of the NBA, talent wise and um, and player wise. And he's a team player. Give him that. But now Kevin Durant has to take a backseat no matter what to LeBron. And when he starts playing again in another year, you come back to this channel and you debate me whether or not LeBron is whether or not Kevin Durant is better than LeBron. Because we would have said he's he's the better choice. I guarantee you that if he came to New York. The reason why is the New York Knicks and their media bubble. It's so profound and their uh, the Knicks influence, the media influence, it's so profound. It would have taken uh, already taken an already superstar Kevin Durant and elevated him into God level. Imagine it what it did for KP, imagine what it did for Melo. Kevin Durant isn't either of those players. He's much better than both of those players. He would have been elevated to God status, and that's without winning a championship. Imagine if he came to New York and he won a championship with the New York Knicks and and had a couple of great playoff seasons or God forbid two championships with the Knicks. We're talking about the number 2 player of all time, 100% legacy, cemented, put up the statue, Kevin Durant, best player of the of the Knicks history of all time. That's saying a ton. Knicks haven't won a championship since 1973. Again, adding to it the media hype, add to it the 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 New York the New York bias. You know, anyone who plays in New York is, is magnified and, and automatically better than the other guys. But now he chose to play for the, the Brooklyn Nets. Now, we could talk all you want. Brooklyn is in New York. And Barclays Center is in Brooklyn, which is in, technically, it's in New York. And we're still in the center of the universe uh, for, um, for, for, for basketball, in, in, in basketball terms. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Brooklyn, I'm from Brooklyn. And I respect Brooklyn. But Brooklyn ain't New York. Again, Brooklyn ain't New York. It's in New York. But it ain't the giant that the organization like the New York Knicks. It is not the New York Knicks. Have you have you been to the garden? The garden is fire. It's smoke. The Barclays Center is secondhand smoke. You go to the Barclays Center. That place it can't even it can't even get fans in there. Yeah, now they'll get fans in there, but that place is secondary. That place is is the Mets, whereas the Knicks are the Yankees. They're the marquee franchise. The Knicks. It's like it's like what are you gonna do? Sign with Reebok? Are you gonna sign with Nike? Because the Knicks are Nike. You know, you want to sign with, 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 a, with a number one, you're going to sign with a number two. He picked number two. Now, you think you're going to take that franchise, that Brooklyn Nets franchise, and you're going to go someplace with it, especially now with that Achilles injury? You think that's going to happen with Kyrie Irving? Did you see what Kyrie Irving did to the Boston Celtics? Have you seen how he took a playoff Eastern Conference killer of a team? Did you see what he did with that team? Yeah, he, he failed. He lost. 
So you're telling me Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are going to take this no-name Brooklyn Nets team and they're going to succeed, right? Especially now with KD having an Achilles injury. And I'm sorry that it happened, but that whole thing was shady. That whole finals coming back thing, very shady. I'm not going to get into that right now. But what I want to say is KD had control of his own legacy, and for some reason or another, he's been making the wrong decisions. Yes, with the Achilles injury to come back and blah, 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 this and that. And I said Achilles injury, not calf, because that's what it was. Don't let anyone fool you. His mistake, yes, was coming back. That's on him. He has to accept responsibility. They didn't force him to come back, but he made that choice. A little bit of an egotistical choice to come back. And then he makes a choice that, yeah, he's going to play in in Brooklyn. Because Kyrie had to convince him that Brooklyn was the better choice. Now he's going to be playing with a bunch of no-names, a very bad team. And he's going to And listen, get all the credit in the world. If KD can win with a bunch of scrubs in Brooklyn plus Kyrie, we're gonna, he, he's going to catapult to the best player of all time. We know that, right? He can do it. But we're talking about, no, well, the second best player to Michael Jordan, right? But it, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. All KD had to do was come to New York. KD, all he had to do was win some playoff series, get to the Eastern Conference Finals, get into the Finals, right? Do it consistently every year. You know that New York would have surrounded him with the guys that he needed because the pressure would have been on New York as a franchise to do this for for KD because we've never had a player like KD before. And the legacy of, of, of Kevin Durant in a Knicks jersey winning the parades in New York. Imagine the parades in New York City in Manhattan. Imagine KD on a pedestal with a trophy in his hand. We're talking about number two player of all time. Now we're talking about number two franchise. Secondary KD, wrong mistake. KD will not win another championship. And 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 transitioning and segueing into the next subject, LeBron James will not win another championship either. You heard it here. I know there's a lot of LeBron fans that listen to the show. I'm very sorry to tell you there's a new king in town, and that guy is Kawhi Leonard, and he runs. He's gonna run LA. The reason why LeBron is on a slow decline, and Kawhi is the new hot ticket, two-way player. Offense and defense, best player in the league. We have Kawhi, we have uh, Paul George, two-way player, exactly one of the best, one of the top three two-way players in the league, maybe top four. Look at those Doberman pinchers on the perimeter. And then you bring in Patrick Beverly, right? He's there. Look at that perimeter defense. It's scary over there in L.A. Ain't nobody on the L.A. Lakers going to penetrate that perimeter defense. I'm sorry. Again, you heard it here first. Clippers are going to rule 
the Lakers. And I have spoken about this. A lot of people that, that listen to this podcast, I've spoken about it with you in the gym. I've spoken about it with you on email. I've spoken spoke about it with you on text. Ain't nobody. It, you have to see how it plays out technically, you know, because on paper it doesn't mean anything. But I am telling you from a basketball player's point of view, the L.A. Clippers are the premier team in the in the LA uh, in the LA area Kawhi is the god of that area now not LeBron not Anthony Davis we have Kawhi Leonard he's the new sheriff in town and talking about LeBron we're going to get back we'll we'll get back to the Clippers versus the Lakers but Segwaying into into the the subject I told you we were going to talk about was LeBron versus Michael, our LeBron versus Michael segment. You know I could be all fancy. We could talk all we want about statistics, numbers, finals. We can talk about who's gotten there, who's won more, who has higher statistics and points. And then it, it's it, listen. I, I can go on for probably 24 hours with this information in front of me and the data. But in this segment, we're going to do one thing. We're going to focus on the eye test. Now, I hope a lot of you are are basketball players that listen to this podcast. I hope a lot of you play basketball because if you're just watching from a one-dimensional point of view, it's easy to sit in front of the screen and it's easy now as a youngster to say, LeBron's just as good. <laughs> I have to laugh when I say it. LeBron's just as good, or LeBron's better. I don't even dare say that blasphemy that LeBron's. I, it hurts coming out of my mouth. But let's just say you're saying LeBron is better because that's what you saw. You didn't see both of them play live like I have. I used to travel to Chicago to watch Michael Jordan play. I used to watch him here at the Madison Square Garden. I used to watch him in the New Jersey Nets arena. And guess who else I saw? I saw LeBron James play versus the Nets, versus the Knicks all the time in person. And as a basketball player, you sit down and you observe. There isn't a person on this earth, if you needed to win a basketball game and you needed to draft a player on your team to win, just to win, not to pass, not to be a nice person, but to win. There isn't a person that would bet his family and his house that would pick LeBron James on the team due to the eye test. If you grew up watching the both of them, you would clearly see that Michael Jordan is the Mount Everest of ball players, including LeBron James. You would clearly see that there's one killer, and LeBron I call a professional boxer. MJ is a serial murderer. That's what MJ, that's what MJ portrays on the court. Fear. LeBron is a PG 13 professional boxer that is wonderfully talented and skilled. Again. He's rated number two for me of all time. That's a great, 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 great compliment to give LeBron. But the distance between number two, one, and two is astronomical. And if you call yourself a basketball player and you don't believe that, 
and you buy into the media bias of LeBron James, I mean, you have to get your brain checked and you have to holler at me. You have to yell at me. You have to say, Lou, you're horrible. I need to I need to talk to you. And then email me, text me. Well, you got my number. You text me. You, you message me on Facebook. You message me on Instagram. You, you debate me on Facebook Live. You do anything you want. I'll go. I'll be there. But man, it's 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 unbelievable to even hear in this Jordan versus LeBron debate that you can't look at the two players and make your decision. I mean, God, if you just went to YouTube, you want to go to YouTube and, and, and check the both of them out. The first thing you're going to notice is that Michael Jordan has to play as a man, a real tough man, because the league was so tough. And if you're a basketball player out there, I know there's been those teams out there where you're, you know, you're you're playing on a team in high school or college, and you're just coasting through. You're beating certain teams, you know, and it feels good. They're hard, but you're winning. And then all of a sudden, you get this team that you had no idea about. That they're just a little tougher and they're quicker. They're knocking you around. And let me tell you, you ain't scoring 20 points in that game. You're probably going to score 11 or 10 or 9 because the holes are closing up. They have team defense. They're knocking you around. And, yeah, they're getting an elbow in the sternum. Listen, you get an elbow in the sternum and the mouth, you ain't playing the same. You get knocked down to the ground. I don't care how tough you are, you ain't playing the same if you weren't ready for it. And MJ, Michael Jordan, plays through that every single game because they allowed teams to batter you without throwing you off the court or giving you a flagrant or a technical foul. You stayed in the game even if you got an elbow to the mouth or you elbowed somebody to the mouth. Michael had to deal with that every single day. And if you watch the play, if you watch the hand checking, if you watch the the um, the physicality in the post, you watch all that stuff. You're going to see that LeBron couldn't play in that era. Michael, eye test-wise, is by far a superior, more fear-inducing player than LeBron could ever be. If they played one-on-one, Michael would mentally, mentally rip LeBron apart. Again, Michael's not that nice guy on the court, whereas LeBron could be a nice guy. Michael's not nice. It doesn't matter to him. Humanitarian efforts don't matter. It's not about that with Michael. It's all about killing, winning, and, and, and stomping on your neck, taking the snake on the floor and stomping on the neck, not just beating the guy. It's stomping on the neck. There's a big difference. There's a big difference of a technical knockout in, in, in boxing and getting KO'd. And LeBron, being that professional boxer, would be getting KO'd. Because of the mentality difference, because of the physicality difference, because of everything. And I'm not talking about LeBron being 275 uh, five pounds, six foot eight. I'm talking about the physicality in terms of the 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 sheer bullying and the pushing and the, and and the elbowing. And the, Michael might not be as big as LeBron, but believe me, LeBron would be getting bullied by MJ. And again, it comes. It all starts in the head. Mentally, Michael's the toughest athlete that has ever been produced by the hands of God. And Michael had to learn behaviorally on top of that through the Pistons, through the Knicks, 
he had to learn how to be the toughest version, the dumbest piece of steel that could be. And if you want to look at all the teams that LeBron has played up against, there is no comparison to the teams and the defensive schemes and the pure bullying by the opposite teams like the Knicks, like the Pistons, and, and way more, by the way. The Jordan rules, and come on, you got to know your history. You got to watch these guys play. MJ had to fight through steel, and he still came out victorious six out of six times, which we're going to go into in certain episodes of the podcast, not this one. We'll talk about the, the records and how they reflect the greatness of the player, but I want to just stay here and talk about how dominant in every facet of the game Michael was. You can't have a short memory. You have to watch Michael. Watch his regular season games. Don't even watch the playoff games and see the sheer effort, will, and determination Jordan puts. Not only if you can look at his practices, not much practice footage, but regular season games that don't mean anything to practice footage. That's how you determine the medal of a player. And that's how Michael strengthened his, his legacy was those games that didn't mean anything, that he played two times harder than the Bond plays in the finals. And that I can put my word on because I've seen both of them. And if you're a young player and you're not seeing this, then then hell, there's something wrong. You're not, your eyes not, your eye must be deceiving you, or the media bias must be, you know, riddled in your veins, and your brain is going through some sort of toxic disease-filled moment because you ain't comprehending or processing what you're seeing for real. MJ is the king. I'll spend episode after episode going into this. But today, it was just about the eye test. Not winning, not losing, not statistics. It's about the eye test. Use YouTube. Watch both of their regular season games. Watch their, their effort on defense. Yes, the basketball game is two ways. Ask Kawhi Leonard. It goes offense to defense. If you're only doing one, you're playing 50% of the sport. And you're, you're actually disrespecting the sport. So don't go there with me. Subject, the NCAA implementing what's called the Rich Paul rule, according to LeBron James, saying that any agent would have to have a bachelor's degree in handling their guys. Now, I don't have much to say about this. I, both, I see both sides. Um, I mean, I err on the side of having... Uh, a guy can pick whoever he wants to represent him, a player. I don't see any problem with that. I don't want to speak too much on this because it's not that big of an issue for me. It's just uh, the NCAA's ways of pushing back. Um, I see, like I said, I see both sides of it. I'm about 50-50 on the subject. Um, I could see LeBron's point in, in him being upset with it. I also see the NCAA's point of view. Control over the players. That's what this is all about. The jockeying for control uh, amongst the players. And player player control, you know, I'm, 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 I'm totally for 
these these NCA guys having a little bit more freedom, but I see both sides. And let's not forget about the equal the equality among the teams this year in the NBA. This is going to be super exciting season. I'm just gearing you guys up. I love to talk about it with intense passion, with intense bias, with opinion, because we're not. We're not being backed by all these crazy corporate sponsors that censor. And you're getting a real deal here. Uh, the season that's about to come will be one of the best seasons in history. It'll be the most wide open in history. So we're going to have a lot of ups, downs. We're going to have a lot of twists and turns, I'm sure. Injuries, trades. So the trades, we know there'll be some trades. <laughs> we know that at least. This NBA has become the wild, wild west of the, uh, the the sports world. So we'll be on top of everything here on D-Up. Uh, we're going to report a lot more free agent news next week. We'll talk about the settling of the players and talks and rumors and all of that good stuff. But this was a, a pretty in, intense talk, this one, which I enjoyed it. So I want you guys to write in. Tell me what you want me to talk about. Like always, I always listen to you. My Instagram is Lewis Edward Valletta. My Facebook is Lewis Edward Valletta. So you can find me on them. You want to message me, text. You want to uh, uh, post, like, comment. Do all of that good stuff because it helps me. And uh, spread the word also to your friends if you like the podcast. Because, you know, the more downloads, it's free. The more downloads, the better. So I want everyone to download the podcast and really enjoy and interact with me. I will talk to you guys soon. I wish you all well, and let's go NBA. Talk to you soon. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Barton, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.